I am as well. Cool. Alrighty. Hello and welcome to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Healy over in Nashville and in Boston. We got Tim again. How are you, Timmy? Uh, terrible, Max. Uh, I'll tell you why. The Red Sox uh, are worse than I expected them to be, which is almost impossible because I expected them to be terrible. Uh, but they are exceeding expectations and are terrible squared. So that's how uh, about how I am at this point, Max. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Sox are gonna be fun this year. They're gonna be one of like the five teams that don't make the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> Good thing those draft picks are so valuable in baseball. Oh my God! I'll tell you what, Max. They're super valuable because about one point oh one percent of them pan out. Yep, and when they do, they go to the Dodgers. Yep. So you guys have what another hundred years until you get a you win a World Series? That's the way the trend's going because the Red Sox won like five World Series between 1901 and 1918, and then they didn't yep. win another one until 20, 2004. So they're going to win again until the ice caps are gone. That's fun. Kind of on that route. I mean, our last one we won was 2018, right? Right. Yeah, we might be we might be done. I think yeah, I think we're <laughs> fucked for a long time considering. The position Dave Dombrowski put us in financially and farm system and with the fact that John Henry seems like he's not all that interested in investing more money into the team. So uh, I'm excited for another 80 years of the Red Sox being terrible. Hopefully I'll be dead long before we see the end of that drought. Fingers crossed, Tim. Just yep. kind of happy uh, that the porn industry is just going to step in to take over where uh, sports left off since they're probably just going to be canceled for the next five years. Mm. So that's good. They're going to step in. They're going to step up. Great. <laughs> and over in Sacktown, California, we got John Anoshak. Good morning, John. Morning. Um, and uh, since it is morning, you know, you told me that we had to record or I had to record in the AM and, you know, I'll do it. But. Just want to be open with you. It doesn't mean that I'm going to fucking like it, Max. <laughs> and fair. I don't have to. What time is it there, John? Uh, uh, six 11, in the morning? Yeah, as, as far as California time goes, definitely. It's 1124. Nothing's open yet. The economy doesn't actually start here until about 145. Hmm. Right. Understand. Pacific it, time. Yeah, Except for it, pot stores, because you're all stoners, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, everyone knows when their local uh, little shop is uh, is open. 10 a.m., I think, for me. <laughs> uh, curbside pickup. How are you fuckers? Peachy. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's dark and gray Smitchy over peachy. here. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, this week we decided to watch another Spielberg movie in 1982's E.T., starring Henry Thomas, Drew Barrymore, and Dee Wallace. And uh, before we get into it, I personally hadn't seen this movie in like 25 years. So when was the last yeah. time that you guys had seen it? I'd say the same. It's not since a child. I felt like I watched it on acid is like how surreal it was for me to watch it because it was the only comparison I had was like my small child self to now mm-hmm. my adult self. So I'm like, all of this, like the memories of it just seem so dreamlike and strange. It's awesome. I, I've seen it in the last 10 years. It, it, I, I had a, I had like an adult, you know, I was relative like adult uh, experience with ET. So I kind of like knew what I was in for. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, speaking of the acid, John, I mean, the movie doesn't help, too, because it has such, like, a musky filter. Like, everything's kind of blurry and smoky. Yes. No, there was definitely, uh, Spielberg had, a like, a mist fetish with this one. Like, mm-hmm. in everything, there was always lots of dust. 
that didn't need to be there. Well, I mean, actually, it all worked, actually. But so lots of dust, lots of steam, lots of mist, lots of fog. There's even one scene where, like, the, the main character, the boy, turns on the sink, and it looks like he's getting a full fucking shiatsu facial out of that shit, dude. I was like, whoa! I mean, the entire, he's got, like, a solid wall, four foot wide, of just steam pouring out of this sink. It's like, okay, Spielberg, we get it. Vapor, it's the new thing. <laughs> Vapor wave. Honest, honestly, like, I, I, I know it's the same thing, and I know, like, this is a movie about aliens, so, I mean, I shouldn't be too literal about things, but they were in Phoenix, Arizona, and like every once in a while, they just were, seemed to be transported to the Pacific Northwest. They were and in California. Was, yeah, they're in uh, L, right outside of LA, I think. Well, either yeah. way, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, both that's of, a fair both point. Both of them yeah. are dry and on fire most of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was filmed in Phoenix, though, because I watched a Steven Spielberg documentary the other day, and oh. uh, it was in Phoenix. So, yeah, That's you're very right. Yeah. At the beginning, it was kind of jittery. It's like we go from a redwood grove into arid shit, like basically arid shithole to desert, and then back into Pacific, yeah, Pacific Northwest, lush. Like even the soil types are different. It's like we go from sand, well, not sand, but just like desert dirt to mud. That doesn't happen. There has never been fog in L.A. or Phoenix, so I don't know why there's tons of fog in this movie. No, the smog killed all the fog. Yeah, exactly. It moved the fuck in. <laughs> it's like Turf rock, wars. paper, scissors. Smog uh, trumps fog. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but it's great because it um, when the sun hits it just right, you get these, you know, at night when you're going down, these beautiful greens and violets, you know, and mm-hmm. colors that can only be created by toxic chemicals. So it, or you got to take LSD it. to bring it full circle. There we go. Mm. Max, save us. Okay, yeah, I was just reading. I think it was in, it's all in L.A., <laughs> Tim. <laughs> well, then Steven Spielberg... Told me the wrong thing in his own <laughs> fucking documentary. <laughs> oh, All right. geez. Yeah, so sorry, everybody. Max is a little bit defensive because Bill's coup failed. So Bill is dead. <laughs> um, he actually, Max killed him. So now he's just feeling a little bit defensive. He has to defend himself him. in every way, you know? I, I didn't kill him. He's just in a re-education camp. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's in Maine. Oh. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. All right, should we get into it? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Movie opens up like you're in line at the Universal ride as you're in these woods with these E.T. aliens doing some alien things like taking plant samples while E.T. just takes in this beautiful painted suburban landscape. But then a few cars pull up and poor Teletubby E.T. is left behind. I just love the I love the sounds like I've heard a cat in heat make these sounds before. So I, <laughs> Max, I kind of hope that you figured out where the sound effects because it's I mean, <laughs> I mean, just running. <laughs> also kind of fun, like as a child, not noticing that they basically put the, you know, the E.T. model on a, you know, a little miniature, you know, rail track so it could run because you don't see it, you know, running. It's just kind of zing. He sounds like Goebbels fucking an inglorious bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, still, <laughs> still simultaneous like that is the most pathetic scene ever it's not it's like a, honestly it kind of it taps into something like primal as a man where you're like oh is that really what we're like <laughs> the answer is yes yeah and it's like oh god we're gross <laughs> uh but anyways Back to E.T. <laughs> um, <laughs> E.T. can fly, right? So E.T. has these abilities to manipulate the physical environment and, like, mm. you know, tel- teleport himself through it, essentially. But yet, 
he's he like runs like he's a basset hound, <laughs> but yet he still chooses to like run instead of fly back to the thing or like they and all his alien friends are just wandering around like fucking like crippled basset hounds. <laughs> why why are they doing this? There's a more they have a more efficient means of transportation. They walk think, and run like they have like their pants around their ankles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think the whole thing is actually just a metaphor for men. It's just how ugly we really are, but we're still lovable. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense what we do. We mm-hmm. just kind of wander around and stare up at shit, you know, and it's like, oh, it's a tree. <laughs> and then, yeah, we get lost and our wives have to come find us, you know, somewhere in the middle of a giant department store. Back to E.T. Well, meanwhile, you're introduced to a little squeaky voiced Elliot played by Henry Thomas, who freaks out after something throws a baseball back at him in the shed. But everyone just assumes it's a coyote. So was that like the first film version, you know, where like you throw, you know, you throw a rock or a ball into a scary room and something throws it back? Was that like the first instance in like mm. modern film? It almost seemed because it was also still a little bit creepy. I was like, oh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful shot. Like the yeah. set that they're on with the the fake moon and the, you know, the mm. fog and the lighting. Like mm. it looks, it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously I, I've, I've seen Stranger Things. In yeah, the last couple yeah. of years. And like that's I mean, they they took so much <laughs> Stranger Things took so much from this movie that I didn't even realize. Like the shed thing. Oh yeah, yeah, just like the shed. And also, real quick, time out. Um, when mm-hmm. we see the family and all the friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, are these like 15 year old kids smoking? I think it's just that fucking filter. Everything's just so goddamn smoky in this movie. It's like it looks like someone's just got a lit cigarette or cigar just sitting on the table, and I'm just like, these kids are like 13 years old. And like mom's not smoking. So, like, what the fuck's going on? It's not an ominous, like, way of shooting it, but it's sort of like it's laying the groundwork for the fact that this is there's, like, a cloud over this family. There's, like, a, mm. a cloud oh. over them. Because that's where I'm coming from. Because this family, oh, boy, they <laughs> are fucked up. This is the first instance of the fucked upness of the family. Hey, uh, something, th- someone threw a ball back out of the shed at me. It's a coyote. Coyotes do that a, all the time. Coyotes don't have opposable thumbs. Coyotes <laughs> don't do that. Let's let's say let's say best case scenario. There's a person in your shit, <laughs> right? You probably should check that out because most of the time, people in sheds at night are there for nefarious reasons. So don't brush that off as a coyote, you dumb fucks. Oh, my husband left me, so I'm just gonna say coyotes are throwing balls at my son. <laughs> okay, you need some professional help. This mom is fucking terrible in this movie. Yeah. I thought that the candle, like maybe the light, like the the smoke was just like her getting some new like incense candles that she got from like her divorce party with her, all of her right. girlfriends or something. Right, but, right. Wait, divorce God. parties are a thing? I mean, they might be for rich Southern sure California in, women. Yeah. Some circles they are. That is true. Yeah. That well, said, serious- that said, she was kind of a MILF in this. Oh, yeah, dude, was smoking. Well, you see one of the uh, the boy's friends, you know, try to like go and be like, you know, on her butt when she's uh, putting the dishes <laughs> away. And like, the boy's like, no, no, don't you no. degrade my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so she was um, a like a uh, uh, like a scare queen. She was um, in The Hills Have Eyes, the original. <gasps> really? Yeah, she was in that. And then hold on. I got to find it real quick. She wasn't a really good actress, but. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoyed it, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, really, uh, my least favorite character in this entire movie is the absentee father, so. All right. I agree. 
Another She's thing also, that came out of this Steven Spielberg documentary that apparently is filled with lies. Uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg wrote this movie as like uh, he was going through. Uh, I don't think he was going through a divorce, but he wrote oh, it as God, like a, cath- one. A, cath- a catharsis because his parents got divorced and like he was still dealing with all those feelings, even like, you know, 10 years on. Well, that is interesting. That makes sense because they were, there was that weird subplot. Well, not a weird subplot, but like the very small subplot about, you know, the mother still being very upset about the whole thing and, you know, being upset that the father went to Mexico because apparently he doesn't like Mexico. And I was kind of like, well, like Mexico. he doesn't like Mexico. That made me feel bad. <laughs> I was like, I was emotional that night, guys. Okay. I don't know. All I know is that da- parents, like dads, when there's a divorce and dads who just kind of like disappear from their kids' lives make me furious my parents are divorced my dad definitely did not do that i want to put that out there but you know in case he listens to this which i know he never will uh, (laughs) i'll make sure that never happens but uh it's just a terrible like you have to be an absolute shithead to do that yeah he definitely left with the secretary too yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spielberg should thank his parents for getting divorced because I don't know what the fuck he would make for a movie if he if that never happened. Seriously. Also, I looked up. I looked this up before the show too. His parents got divorced when he was nineteen. I know. What the oh, fuck? That's not so bad. No. No, like I would understand this if they divorced when he was like Elliot's age. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you're like a sophomore. In, in college like yeah no get your over parents it. you that well that also means that your parents really thought about you and they were like we're gonna hold it together until they're all grown up and then yeah we'll go our separate ways you know yep well apparently the mom uh fell in love and married his dad's best friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was in the documentary it's an hey. hbo documentary oh the spielberg, spielberg one yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one it's, yeah his parents yeah. are super close now too like they're good friends now also it, it's funny um like how you watch a movie as a kid compared to an adult, because like like this time viewing the movie, I didn't realize how nice that their house was. Hey, yeah, house sweet. it's a fucking it was- super nice house. Like I love that breakfast or you know like the 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 kitchen nook table that they oh have. Oh my god, dude, perfect That's the for cards. Shit. Dude, I would can't play, wait. I would play cards every night. Yeah, Sorry, I can't Tom. wait to see Max's uh, interior design plans <laughs> after this. I want to like 1982's ET. <laughs> the whole house just like that. What? You know, N- Nikki's oh, just going to punch you dead square in the face. Uh, Nikki loves those nooks, too. Oh, she does? Oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they also, a little fun fact, too. Um, they shot a scene for um, 2000's Charlie's Angels at this house as well, which also really? starred Drew Barrymore. So that's Yeah. Mm. Huh. Yep. All right. God, I'm just trying. No, Max. No, 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 no. We're not moving forward until we discuss what your perfect 80s houses would be. And it would be all of that. Lots of mahogany and leather bound books, you know, Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. But when you would walk in the door, immediately 80s synth music would just start oh, blasting. Totally. And you would Dude. come out of the back room with a fucking perm, just fist bumping the entire time. Yo, yo, welcome. I would just have just bowls full of cocaine in every single room. <laughs> Uh, all the beers are pull tabs. <laughs> <laughs> Even the railings there, they just came from strip clubs <laughs> going up the stairs. Nikki has to throw out all her heels and all of her heel- heels are clear now. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wear a NASA suit when you walk in. Oh, <laughs> all right. So everyone brushes off this uh, coyote thing, but not old Elliot who decides to walk into their backyard uh, Southern California cornfield in the middle of the night to investigate, just like Mel Gibson and signs. And oh shit, he finds AT, who then panics and runs away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a cat in heat. It's great. 
It also it sounds like that um like that snow horse thing from uh, Empire Strikes Back, the one that uh, yeah Tauntaun oh, the, Tauntaun yeah. sounds like a Tauntaun yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. So Elliot spends the night outside after he has some sad divorce family talk. Because, you know, this is a Spielberg movie. It's, of course, <laughs> tradition. When out of the mist, E.T. emerges and hands back the Reese's Pieces that Elliot had laid out for him in the forest. I, I really laughed. Like, the kid, he immediately, like, he sees him come out. And he's like, Mom! Like, oh! <laughs> I can't get it out. Mom! Like, <laughs> just so petrified. Calling for his mom is the last person that you're going to need for something like this. She, like, she's just like, what? Yeah, yeah it's a coyote. It can walk on its hind legs. Wow, that's yeah. a cool trick. Hmm. She's she's like sitting in her den, like... Hammered. Cr- yeah, hammered on cheap Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> calling up old boyfriends. Yeah, took one too many zannies before <laughs> she fell yeah, asleep. Yeah. God, I would be in so much trouble if I was in the 80s. I'd be a horrible addict. Yep. Oh yeah, you'd Just, be all in the ludes, John. The ludes. I know. Seriously, I, I actually I had um, um a relative come up to me once, and he was talking about that. He was like, "Yeah, you remember you, didn't, you saw the movie, right? About the the ludes, you know, in Wall Street and all thing. Wolf Wall Street." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." He's like, "You know, uh, the ludes and the whole thing." It's like, "Yeah." He goes, "I was like, what do you remember about him?" He's like, "They were the fucking best thing ever." And you want to know what, John? I was like, "What?" He goes, "You're never gonna have any." <laughs> you took them all. Yeah. <laughs> they're gone Nikki calls one of her uncles Uncle Quaalude because we uh, he came to visit like a, a year ago and he was talking about how they just, just used to do Quaaludes all the time back in the 80s when they were like in their 20s that's so great yeah uh, Uncle Quaalude oh god it's so much yeah. better than cough syrup let's face it our generation <laughs> just decided to give itself brain aneurysms <laughs> anyways back to E.T. <laughs> back to E.T. once again alright kids movie let's talk about Quaaludes and hooker pulls I mean, geez, the sheer amount of booze that's consumed in this movie, actually, it should have been PG-13. It's true. I mean, you got kids getting drunk in this, too. Um, Yeah, Ellie lays out all those Reese's Pieces into his room where they trade baseball signals between each other until E.T. gets (laughs) bored with it and telepathically puts Elliot to sleep. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. That's that's the beginning of where this movie goes into, like, a horror movie. It's like, oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we never actually get to see how the sausage is made when it comes to um, alien anal probes, and this was definitely a glimpse into some shit that we don't need yeah. to know about. Yeah, good. E.T. breaks the fourth wall, turns to the camera, and just does an eyebrow raise. <laughs> 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 well, Gertie walks into the room, and just Ellie doesn't have any pants on, and E.T. just has his aunt, like his arms above his head flailing, running out of the room. <laughs> 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 so you tell me this alien came in, put you to sleep, and then raped you? You tell me you traveled 15 million galactic space miles just so you could rape this little kid? <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> that was a good one. Woo-hoo. Got chills. All right. Next day, Elliot does something that I wish I did as a kid, which is stick his thermometer against this lamp to fake that he's sick. Smart move. Dude. I, I actually, I used this as a child mm. and it's actually a lot harder than you'd think. Cause you have to rub your face with your blanket. I found out. Um, yep. and then smother. you need to, you need to so happen to have a lamp that can just like reach over your fucking bed. I had a bunk bed. So that was kind of out Ooh. of the question. I had to just like sit there and be like, Oh, I'm making a fire. You know, it's <laughs> see well, Elliot, Elliot had a bunk bed too, but he was on the top bunk. Oh fuck dude. Yeah. That kid had it all figured out, dude. 
I mean, the one time I tried to do that, it, it said I had a fever. It was like 108. My mom was like, all right, well, I know that's not true. Hospital. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're dead, actually, Tim. We're just going to go bury you now. <laughs> yeah. Time to get that anal thermometer. No, I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, and then Tim starts making cat noises. <laughs> You know, the yeah, movie- if she said that, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm taking notes right now in my journal, so that way I know when I'm fucked up as an adult why it happened. <laughs> He's seen the movie Memento. i got to write this shit down. <laughs> so the move I used to do is, like, what, what you need to do is you need to get yourself um, the thermometer, but you need to do it, like, like, during breakfast when your parents are drinking coffee. So they go get it, and then you just dip it and flick it around the coffee. Boom. Whoa. That's, that's what I did. Huh? That, and then if I didn't want to eat my vegetables, I would ask to go to the bathroom, and I would just spit them into the toilet and flush it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need yeah. to have a bit now about, like, yeah, with, with children movies, like, this, the shit that, we, that they do that is genius, that yeah. we need to pass on to, next, <laughs> to the other generations. Or at least pick up on when you have kids. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. was like literally like the deleted scenes of like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I love Elliot's room too. Like the whole house is the shit. Like he has all those Tie Fighters, and he's like showing dude. him his Boba Fett toy, which was already a cool thing in 1982. And his dude, his fucking blinds are rainbows. Yeah. So he's got colors and shit. Like that's badass. He's got cool chairs. Also, the closet, dude, that him yeah. and his uh, his sister share is badass. It's fucking awesome. Gertie's room's really cool too. She has like the the lamp that's the sun. It's like that's fucking yeah. awesome. Like I want that. This place is great. Yeah, he's yeah. got like a full like workbench like tool shop thing going on. You know. Yeah. He has cool. a he has a bigger room as like a fucking two year old than I had when I was like eighteen yeah. in my parents' house. His room is bigger than my apartment for fuck's sake. <laughs> one, uh, we, so we can be sure of one thing: that dad's paying alimony. <laughs> There's yes. that. It might be in yep. Mexico, but. Yeah. That, that's why he's in Mexico. It's cheaper. <laughs> right. <laughs> After this, Elliot introduces E.T. to his brother, Michael, and little sister, Gertie, played by Drew Barrymore, who just storms in and freaks the fuck out, causing E.T. to panic and freak out as well. I feel I, like this is Drew Barrymore's real life. Just <laughs> bursting into rooms, blah, blah, blah. screaming, and everyone's like, that woman's insane. And then writing her off for yeah. another 10 years. <laughs> Poor Drew Barrymore. Checked into rehab when she was like 11. What? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was a drug addict when she was like 11. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. That's a shame. Yep. Huh. Well, I do have to say the interaction with Drew Barrymore and E.T., like in every scene, especially like once like the mother comes back real quick and then like, you know, like the older brother like grabs the, you know, the younger sister, brings her into the closet. She's still screaming and you just see E.T. just running into the closet with his arms up as she's being pulled back. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so comical. Yeah, or like the dog when E.T. meets the dog the first time. Just, yeah. It really is like Goebbels. Do you think that, uh, um, oh, fuck. Tarantino. Tarantino used this and just like kind of remixed it, and that was Goebbels' sex noise. I mean, if you're going to, we're going to be honest, like the Goebbels character just looks like a skinny E.T. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's all rubbery. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. He's got well, enough skin folds. Oh, God, yeah, right. he's got a glisten to him. Ugh. Yep. Clammy. Do you guys think there's E.T. porn out there? Oh, definitely. Uh, I don't want to know. I guarantee it. <laughs> Let me look it up. I'm just kidding. I'm on my work, com- I'm on my work computer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
Um, all right. And then E.T. shows the kids that he's not from this planet by spinning these balls in the air that I guess makes, you know, Elliot uh, freak out or something. I guess he somehow just telepathically connects to that with E.T. I didn't really get that scene why he started yelling. Dude, E.T. like took over Elliot's body. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm all for affirmative consent. I didn't hear <laughs> Elliot say yes to that. Okay. <laughs> That's a real dung dung. <laughs> um, so there apparently is E.T. the extraterrestrial full porn movie um, oh, with over a quarter million views and a 97% rating. I'm not hitting play, uh, but there, <laughs> <laughs> but there's some stuff. There, there's some shit out there, ladies and gentlemen, um, that no one needs to know about. Oh my god! Now I'm on a Madame Julia free live web. No god, fuck off. Oh, okay. E.T. bone home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be the title of the episode if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> just a trail of just just destruction after that fucking dick <laughs> extraterrestrial cock comes to town. Yeah, crystal skull fuck followed by ET porn. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I mean, usually you know I'm on the squirrel bird porn train, but you know mm. I'll take some. Uh, ew, you know what? They talked about that in uh, that movie District Nine. Oh yeah. Interspecies prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the line by Drew Barrymore, I don't like his feet, was improvised because she actually just put her head under the table and saw the wire sticking out of E.T.'s feet. (laughs) (laughs) They just kept it in. I loved Drew in this. She was so good. So fucking good. I mean, everything like, you know, and then even like, uh, I guess directing, you know, a child actor, like she didn't scream too much either, you know, like just enough, you know, you're meeting an alien, so you're allowed to scream, but it wasn't too much. And then just like, so cute. Just yeah. so cute. Oh my God. I, re- I remembered her being in this movie more. Yeah. Than she actually is. Yeah. She's not really in it that much. Yeah. But like even but cute I, little- I hated her. <laughs> <laughs> I hated her. She's a dumbass. <laughs> Stupid ass six year old. Yeah. No, fuck. honestly, for a six year old, she's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. ET also heals a pot of dead flowers. That'll come back later. But um, Elliot, you know, he got out. Like, hold on. Let me just see what I wrote down here. It, more great sound effects, though, when he heals the flowers. Like, and he's like, and he goes back to reading his fucking magazine. They're all very, like, cute sound effects. Yeah, yeah. They're very endearing sound effects, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a, they, they made a way, they, they made it a way to, like, make an alien not seem alien, right? Yeah. To kind of, like, sure. those are, like, human, kind of, like, human sounds almost. Yeah, and actually, you know, to make him more human, yeah, so you have those sound effects, you know, of course, he's, spoiler alert, he's able to speak a little bit of English later, but the eyes, the eyes are very important, too, and they did that in District 9 as well, where you have these very large, colorful, expressive eyes where the pupils dilate and so on and so forth. Um, which really helps us to be able to relate to something that is slimy and has really ugly feet. Right. I think they also definitely mimicked a dog as well. Just some of the mannerisms like the head cock and, you know, like the neck raising up and all that kind of stuff. I like when he goes full trailer park boys later. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say here that I couldn't read through all my scramble notes is just this fucking... Hen McLeod's mom, who doesn't even realize that there's a fucking alien in their kid's closet. Seriously, dude. You know, she, first of all, her. Oh, go ahead, Jim. No, sorry. no, no, really. I, it's just going to say, like, I, I'm giving her a lot of slack. Single mom. I mean, 
lots of quaaludes. That's a lot to balance. That's like working yeah. with one arm tied behind your back. It's intense. So, I mean, she has to realize her kids were sort of at each other's throats a day ago. And now all of a sudden they're all spending an inordinate amount of time in one kid's bedroom ah. that has apparently made like uh, a workbench in there for some unknown reason. And she's just like, well, they're getting along now. Like, What fucking delusional planet are you from? You are going to be right, so much more of an effective parent than I am, Tim. <laughs> like, I mean, you just, you just got to do the math. Like, all right, the little girl's in the boy's room who's she's never in there. Like, just go in and knock on the door and check. Hey, how's everybody doing? Well, what also, the fuck is that? <laughs> so, other thing, why did she feel the need, the little girl, when she goes to go play in the room where she has to go out into the hallway with her little um, red wagon when she could have just gone through the closet? <laughs> it's true. Elliot's in class while E.T.'s getting drunk at home and raiding the fridge while watching John Wayne movies. When Elliot, who's connected to E.T., drunkenly releases all these frogs and kisses a girl in, in, in his class. Oh, man, he done gone claimed his wormant, man. He got her. Dude, and he even, like, takes, like, one of the big kids. He's like, get on the ground. Just, like, steps on him. Get tall enough yeah. to be able to kiss her. It's like, ha-ha! It was great, dude. He conquered. Elliot, the original eco-terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and that, let's go, okay, so, like, when Elliot's being drawn away by the teacher after he does his um, Free the Frogs raid... And then the girl that he kissed kind of does like the heel cock. It, is that like a universe? Is that like a sign of her being smitten? Lady I, boner. I, yeah. Is that like a lady boner? I don't know. I think so. That, yeah. No. That oh. that that's the universal signal of frothing loins. Yeah. That's exactly oh. what it yeah. is. Yeah. Toes curled. Yeah. Yeah. So so is the opposite of that getting kicked in the balls? Because <laughs> uh, that's usually what happened with me. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Whenever I released all the animals in school and then just grabbed a girl and kissed her. No, right. Tim, that's just courting in the Northeast. We've already established that. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> so a little trivia fact here, and uh, you can find this online, the deleted scene, but afterwards, Elliot goes to the principal's office to get lectured, and uh, the principal is played by Harrison Ford. Oh, my God. Really? That's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I love how Harrison Ford got cut out of E.T. I was going to say, this is when you know that you're a superstar director, when you can cut out literally the, one of the biggest stars in the world from your movie. And you're like, they're not paying to see Harrison Ford in a cameo. They're paying to see my movie. Right. Big dick energy right there. Also, I'm going on through a fucking divorce. Go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> All right. This is pretty good compared to the last time it happened, folks. Come on. My parents split up. Oh, 20 years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take out all of my hatred on the people of India. <laughs> now it's George Lucas. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. All right. And then back at home, Gertie tries and fails to introduce E.T. to her oblivious mom and then teaches E.T. how to talk. Yeah, I love how Gertie's just like, yeah, I know we promised to keep this secret. I'm making an executive decision here. I'm going to go ahead and introduce E.T. to mom. I mean, she <laughs> failed miserably at it, which goes to show how fucking dumb she is. Yeah. E.T. gets smashed that. by the fridge door. Yeah. I do love that. She's like, look, he's, you know, we've already got him. He's here. Bonk. And smacks yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And falls down. She's like, Eddie, I think you already killed him. <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah, 
I just love literally like trailer park boys, like, you know, version of E.T. just walking out from behind the television, just <laughs> just kicking the cans out of the way. He's got like a plaid shirt on. It's open. <laughs> like we've all been there. We've had that morning. I also like how the mom picks up the cues of like, you know, she got the phone call saying your son's drunk in school. And then she sees all these empty beer cans and she smells it. It's like, it's a fucking Coors can. What do you think it smells like? Yeah, I, never, I didn't understand that either. Why are you sniffing it? Yeah, like, does E.T. stink? Because if he does, why haven't you smelt him before now? Like, I don't... Ugh. Bad, yeah. bad acting <laughs> there. Yeah. Also, well, she has some odd moments, like at one point where um, Elliot calls uh, his older brother penis breath, and, like, <laughs> the mother's like, oh, ha, 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 <laughs> just sit it. down, ha! I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, you should be really happy that Elliot isn't dissecting all the frogs. <laughs> Instead of, you know, releasing them. Then you get the iconic E.T. phone home scene. E.T. phone home. So does he say home phone at first? He's like E.T. home phone. And then they are like, oh, okay. Because at first it was like, Drew Barrymore says it. Yeah. Oh, true. I also forgot that E.T. was in drag during that scene. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I actually really liked that, him just, like, walking around. I mean, he looked like, speaking of courting in the Northeast, does everyone know what a myrtle is? No. no. Okay, so, well, actually, I'm not going to say this on air. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll Google that with the ET porn. Put that in yeah, the next browser. Yeah, happen. Okay, so basically, we can choose to keep it in later or not, but you got a myrtle, and a myrtle is someone who's, like, you know, it's a lady who's, like, probably, like, 70, 75, you know, definitely from, like, you know, the, the 50s kind of a thing, like, still walks around wearing... um uh, like dead leopards, you know, and stuff like that, and dead foxes, yep. you know, mm-hmm. trying to be all dressed up and all that shit. You know, like you see him walk into, you know, a diner or like a bakery. And they're like, "Hey, I, uh, I need, I need two brioche." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we got some brioche over here." He's like, nah, "That's the brioche I've ever seen. I'll take two. <laughs> okay." And then they kind of like, oy, 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 oy. and they kind of wander out. You know, I've been smoking menthols for the past sixty years. Those so, are that's a myrtle. So it's pretty much the voice actor of ET. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's, who's an old you know, woman just, with smokers Just Newports cough. and coffee for breakfast. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was my next door neighbor uh, when I grew up in Quincy. All right. Yeah, Myrtles. And then the sh- <laughs> a Schwet is a Myrtle in training, apparently. This is all mm-hmm. coming uh, from Jersey, so it might translate well up into Boston. Who knows? Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Then Patriot Act. As you see this NSA van picking up on Elliot and Michael's conversation regarding E.T. Yeah, this is well before the Patriot Act, yeah. uh-huh. obviously. And this is just flat out, flat out illegal. No, completely I wish we illegal. had Mike on this to explain all the ways this is illegal. Also, what agency is this? And I preface this by saying we're going to discuss this later on during the bike scene where you see some cars that are labeled a certain way that just drove me insane. But <laughs> let's just say for right now, super illegal. And I don't know if Steven Spielberg had some like paranoid thoughts about the government. He must have, if this is what he thought about it. Oh, well him and Alex Jones grew up together. So that's probably. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I get you. Jones, Jonesburg, right? Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones is actually that kid, Greg later on. He's like, maybe they're all dead in there. You think the Grays got him? What kind of black magic ritual are you doing on this boy's anus? It's a reptilian We're exposing agenda. you. They're making the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
You gotta cut all the gay frogs. My science teacher back in the day, they said it was dissecting frogs, but we were just making them gay. <laughs> now, now I'm just sounding like Paco. <laughs> then on, uh, then on Halloween, the kids trick their shit-faced mom into thinking that Gertie's under the bedsheet, not realizing that her six-year-old daughter has already left the house, took uh, Ellie's bike, and went straight into the woods all by herself. So yeah, that uh, how, how do you how do you look at that and think that's your six year old daughter? It is ET is square essentially, right? He he is essentially square in proportion and doesn't talk. Gertie impulsively talks throughout this movie and talks nonsense, but all of a sudden she's gone mute and become a square. This mom had to be cross eyed at this point. Yeah. Yeah, why? Why does it looks like the uh, like a 1980s vacuum is under the sheet, not a child, right? Or like a bookshelf. <laughs> also, Michael is a he's a terrorist. He looks like yeah. a hobo that got stabbed in the head. Well, at first I was thinking, and like I'm not even trying to be funny. I was like, is he like? Is it like IRA? Was that an issue back then? Yeah, because that made no sense to me. Uh, Lisa and I actually stopped the movie, rewound it, turned on the subtitles just to be like, okay, she said a terrorist. Like I. What what this doesn't I think I think the premise was that she he was dressed as a terrorist. She said there's no way you're going out as a terrorist. Okay. And then he had to change his costume. Even though he still kept on the camo pants. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he just had to, you know, throw Jesus, whatever he could together at that point. Yeah. I was kind of impressed with his painted on beard though. That looked like a great like fake five o'clock shadow. That was impressive. Right. You look like Bozo. I I like how E. T. was trying to fix Michael's head. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Ouch. Like, stop it. Ouch. Ouch. Fucking stop. Ouch. <laughs> that was good. So then E.T. tries to have a conversation with the kid dressed as Yoda, and then you get the mm. iconic flying over the moon scene. Oh, dude, I I got so, like, emotional is the wrong word, but, like, I guess nostalgic when I saw that yeah. shot. I was just like, oh, wow. It's still so good. Back in March, right when COVID started, I bought a, um, like, a $7 500-piece puzzle. Um, from Walmart, which was the ET cover of that, and that puzzle is fucking impossible because it's all black. Yeah, that's a good point. Mike. <laughs> so now when that's... I saw that scene, I was like, "Fuck you, puzzle!" <laughs> Max Dude, is just watching like... it with a with a half finished puzzle, <laughs> taunting him, up... taunting him while, he, while he's watching. I had it. the thing up there for like two months. I got the whole moon and ET. I got everything but the outside. It's just all fucking black, like four hundred pieces. That's the That's most kind of metal fucking not puzzle. Really, I've ever like heard. the point of a puzzle. No, <laughs> it's the brutal, worst dude. Ever. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the mom, she's um, sulking over the food she made. I just assumed this because she got stood up for her, like a date, but she's pouting because her kids aren't fucking home. They're fucking missing, so she leaves the house, and then the men in black right away sweep in and snoop around. She probably want, was waiting for, like, the attractive divorced neighbor down the road to come by with his kid. She was going to go, oh, Brian, why don't you come in for some dips and pussy? And then <laughs> what, what she found was that Brian showed up at the door with the other divorced neighbor, Lindsay, who lived next door. And she's, she was got very upset. That bitch. I can imagine. Yeah. Where are my quaaludes? Right. <laughs> Where are my quaaludes? I'm going to go drive my Audi. Try and find my kids. Whoops, I ended up in a ravine. <laughs> Mommy needs her vitamins. <laughs> she was, like, heinous-faced by the oh. time she got in that car. She was fucked up, dude. Yeah. Like, there's yep. different time. Back then, cops would just bring you home. All right, yep. come on. 
man, why are you driving like that? This is Halloween night. Oh, I'm all fucked up on quaaludes and all my children are missing. Well, she is white. Just drive her home. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. It happens all the time, ma'am. Happens yep. all the time. It's crazy white bitches just freaking can out I, on Halloween. Can I grab a beer real quick? Yes. Okay, thank you. And the answer is... E.T. Full Porn. Yeah! (laughs) Jeopardy brought to you by the E.T. Porn Movie. (laughs) Brought to you by by Pornhub. (laughs) Your only source for E.T. Porn. (laughs) So what does it say about uh, the, like, nearly hour-long E.T. Porn film um, that's been seen by over a quarter million people and has a 97% rating? They have more views and listens than we do. We're doing something wrong. (laughs) I, no, we're not. Porn is <laughs> porn, man. Porn. That's the penultimate of, of entertainment. You just say porn, you automatically get 100,000 people to, to watch yeah, it. Exactly. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. It's out of if nowhere. You, 100,000 people just show up. Right. If you said fat ginger porn, yeah, there would be like a hmm. quarter of a million views. I guess I'll check it out. Yeah. You know, well, we should do that. You had, John, you had me at porn. John, we need to start releasing the whole My Popcorn episodes on Pornhub. Ooh, we totally should. They'll think the whole My Popcorn is like one of those like popcorn jerk off things. And then, nope, it's just a, an hour and a half <laughs> podcast on ET. It's just us three <laughs> jerking off. <laughs> oh, dude, do you think we could do that? We totally fucking should. We I could have try no it. Shame. They've definitely <laughs> done stuff like that. Like, um, like whenever there's like a huge blowout, like, you know, sports playoff game. It'll be like, you know, Cardinals Raiders or some shit like that. Yeah, it's just, up. it's porn <laughs> up. <laughs> Cardinals oh get fucked God. by the Rams. I mean, let's be honest. They have more bandwidth than YouTube. So the audio quality or the video quality is better. So <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Following morning, Elliot returns home and Michael finds ET in the serial killer dump site, all raw and red and almost dead. That was really sad for me. Yeah, it's terrible. This whole part is really sad. And it's actually, I remember also being like quite scared and like disturbed as a child too, like between like, okay, E.T. like looking like that, which is also speaking to Spielberg and their, you know, design team for being able to make him look like he's on death's doorstep. Uh, But then, you know, well, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but spoiler alert, spacesuits, astronauts, because that's what happens in the 80s. Yeah, E.T. looks like your dick after watching an hour-long E.T. porn. <laughs> mm, it's I don't so know. raw. Oh, yeah. God, just crap. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, so. you know, the mom the mom finds E.T. and Elliot dying in the bathroom, not noticing that, like, 50 cars have pulled up in front of their house. And then she literally walks face-to-face into a room full of astronauts who captured E.T., turned their house into a gerbil <laughs> play tube. I'm shocked that she didn't, like, walk into the bathroom C-E-T, and then immediately just dump pills into your mouth. <laughs> humana, humana, humana. Oh, good. Mommy needs a medicine. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm feeling better. I was expecting it to turn into a scene from the Goodfell- from Goodfellas. <laughs> just dumping all the, all the coke. No, Karen, you can't. That was our money, Karen. I'm fucking dead. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? 
now we know why the father is in Mexico. <laughs> he saw the helicopters. He got the fuck out of there. <laughs> he realized that he realized that he had two dunce kids. Yeah. There's that. You know, he's like Kara never should Kara never should have smoked when she was pregnant. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I told her to lay off on those lewds when when she was having Gertie. Oh my god. And then you're introduced to the key man who I don't think we've mentioned at this point, who tells Elliot that he found the cell phone that E.T. made and he wants to help save the alien's life right as E.T. separates from Elliot and dies. Yeah, so two points. Um, Number one, I'm very curious. My wife and I were talking about it. Like, why do we never really see the adults so much other than the mother? Like, even the, the teacher, the key man, you know, all the feds running around. Like, we don't ever really see their faces until, like, now. Like, why did they do that? And then the second thing, I'm going to remember the second thing here in a minute. Don't you fucking worry about it. So let's talk about the first one. Well, I mean, there's there's like a reference, too, that when Elliot tells Gertie, it's like only kids can see him. And it's true up until the ending of the movie. Because, like, the oh. mom just never sees him until she literally walks into, a, like, a strung-out Elliot, like, all chalk white <laughs> with an alien on their <laughs> fucking bathroom floor, and they're both groaning. You know, the first thing she thought was like, oh, God, he got into the pills. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ, you're not supposed to take that many. I think, <laughs> what I happened think to your comes... friend? Yeah. <laughs> He's all shriveled up. <laughs> Elliot, I, Elliot, I told you, it's it's one. It's You take one. <laughs> Never eat any of mommy's vitamins. <laughs> now I'm going to fucking pump his stomach. Don't tell his parents. Yeah. Honestly, I think it comes, I think uh, it's sort of like, the movie is sort of like the the adults are preoccupied with stuff that like isn't important and they don't see the magic right yeah. i think is sort of what spielberg's trying to say like children have the the child eyes to see the magical things in life where the adults are preoccupied with like vain and important things Science. and i think it's coming back yeah like like your mom fucking your dad's best friend <laughs> I just like, I mean, all, all this is so problematic, though. Like, why the fuck are all the kids watching this? Like, Drew Barrymore, she's like, eventually the mom shows back up, and then Drew Barrymore's like, Mom, is he dead? It's like, get the fucking kid out of here. Yeah. Why, yeah, and, and why does the government, okay, so the government has the power to just, like, take over these people's house. No warrant, nothing like that. Mm-mm. And... All of a sudden, they're just like, but you guys can still hang out. I mean, <laughs> I do you want chips, soda? We don't want you to be comfortable. It's like, what? that, What's it's happening? Such a, it's such an interesting thing to see. Like, that's the depiction, like, of the rosier depiction of the federal government. Like, yeah, they can still rock your shit, but it's okay. We're polite. These days, well, I mean, look at Portland. <laughs> yeah, these but, days, they would just dissect E.T. when he was still alive and also yeah. kill Elliot. Right. You need to see <laughs> if there's any alien inside just, this kid. They wouldn't have Peter Coyote being in there like a dad. No. Kill the boy. Yeah. Kill the boy. He's seen too much. First thing we need to do is kill the boy. Kalima. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, no. They would have screamed Kalima, like, and then they would have ran, found the dog, shot the dog just because. And yeah. Then dog's name's Indy. Yeah. Dog's name's Indy. That's good. Fuck the mom. Yep. Ooh. I mean, the whole thing is disturbing. (laughs) John, ooh. 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 Okay. Hey. ooh. All right. Hey, oh. We got a sequel to the porn E.T. movie. <laughs> uh, E.T. Strikes Back, part three. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is just so, it's just brutal. And then also, like, you know, Elliot, he's all sad. 
And he's like, you can go talk to them. He's like, they're just going to cut them up. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the kid already knows. I know. It's like the kid doesn't even have the internet. Like the kid did not grow up this fast. Like we grew up that fast. Yeah. Dissection, dude. It all goes back to the dissection stuff. Yeah. Yeah. True. So did you guys dissect live animals? We just had um, sharks that were dead. No. I don't think we ever did any of that. I think we did sharks, Max. Did we? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I wasn't in that class. Wasn't that like, that was like, was it an elective or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really remember, to be yeah. honest. They they always put me the slow class. I don't think they gave the dissected animals to the slow kids. <laughs> they, gave, well, they, gave, they gave Tim the board game operation. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Fuck. play with this, you dumbass. All right, 10 buzzes and you get a B. I do have to say, I'm pretty fucking happy that we don't uh, try to desensitize kids to slaughtering animals, you know, at at age six anymore. Like, that's just a bit much. Like, I get it if you grow up and your family is in a business where you have to do it. But, like, we don't need to teach the entire entire populace how to be okay with just fucking killing some shit. No. Just because I want to see what its guts look like. Like, fuck that. I know. Keys, let's... That's what, that's what fishing's for. No, no. So don't don't get me wrong. So there was one time, Tim. You and I are going to talk fishing here for a second. Max, yep. he's just going to go and touch himself. I'm just going to yep. just edit this out <laughs> later. So um, I was fishing on the Chesapeake Bay with a Frenchman. Uh, Max has met said Frenchman, and yes. um, mm-hmm. we were catching uh, bluefish, and they got teeth, and they're fucking mean fuckers. I know bluefish very well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five minutes later, it's still better than trying to take a fucking croaker off of your hook when its spines go through your fucking hand. Oh, Anyways. yeah. Oh, dude. Talking E.T. Back okay. to you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> so Keys lets a heartbroken Elliot have some one-on-one time with the dead E.T. where he tearfully says goodbye, but wait a minute. That plan inside this quarantine room full of people wearing astronaut suits comes back to life. Oh, shit! E.T.'s alive! <laughs> and, and how did he... How did he come back to life? Just because his spaceship's close? So yeah. he needs I to be by his people, I think. I was reading into it. I think it's because E.T. is used to the cold. Like they found him out by that, like by the cold water when he was like dying. And then um they put him in the cold chamber and then he came back to life. Oh. I think that's what it is. That that'd be so my he guess. He likes the cold. Yeah. Mm. So he's from space. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the only space gardeners. It's a very unsatisfying answer. No, I mean, yesterday, I, like, me and Nikki were both like, did he wish him into coming back to life? Like, what the fuck is happening? I thought that but, he just needs to be near his people, and that lights up his chest and shit. Like, he's basically a, a cosmic care bear. I thought that's kind of what it was, is that he just needs to be near his people. Because the second they started getting closer after hearing his distress signal, then his, you know, his chest lights up. Because his chest would light up when he was next to other others of his kind i don't understand how that works other than i mean let's face it they're in the star wars universe so it uses the force i don't understand how the force works i mean we'll get into that in trivia but it's uh yeah it's weird they don't explain that well they also do not explain well and it's fine i mean it's okay i mean like you can't explain a a psychic also biological psychic connection between a child and an alien. So to, to other children who are watching the film, but they didn't understand. They didn't really explain that connection. Like, you know, when ET gets really scared of something, all of a sudden you'll have Elliot go, ah! you know, or he's like watching a movie about kissing, you know, a broad. So then, okay. Elliot aliens. goes and kisses a broad. Yeah. Aliens. That's the answer, John. Just like last week. It's just aliens. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> You don't need to explain it. He's a fucking alien. 
Yeah, they don't work yes, like you also us. don't need to explain the porno either. So, yeah. uh, well, we already did that. All right. Then I Mike. think it would be funny if this same story happened in Russia, <laughs> because it would basically be a five-minute-long movie. We saw Alien and we killed it. Yeah, and, then he's just <laughs> and on a stick. we went to drink vodka, and the movie is over now. <laughs> we uh, we we dried out and we turned into powder. We put on our on our cocks, and it makes them very strong. Vascularity. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Alien has warm light inside of chest. Cut it open. <laughs> Steal light. Kill Americans with it. <laughs> Use light for bomb. <laughs> this alien is is soft. Soft and cute like pussy. <laughs> Even makes sense. We Russians, like it Russians yeah. We <laughs> Russians want hard alien. <laughs> All right, then Michael and Elliot, Jack the Alien Morgue Van. Oh boy. That leads to the uh, another iconic bike scene where the kids outrun the cops and fly into the woods. I like I like the part of this where Steven Spielberg goes and shows the shotgun cock. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Shoot these kids? Yep. Come on. That's Shoot the boy. <laughs> and second of all, okay, here's what I'm getting about the car. The cars were labeled federal government. What agency is that? There's no, like, there's no, the federal government is made up of hundreds and hundreds of different branches and parts and agencies. And they're all kidnapping people in Portland right now. Yeah. And yeah. now, now they're just like, no, nope, the federal government. What the fuck is that? That's just lazy. That's just lazy bullshit. So I completely agree with you, Tim. It is lazy bullshit. And we see that, you know, Spielberg decides to skimp on the strangest things or allows them to be, you know, to slide by where he's like, whatever, I don't give a shit. But true story, if you walk around in D.C., you know, next time you're visiting and you're near the Capitol, you will see occasionally cops walking around and on the back of their federal police, on the back of their bulletproof armor, it says, I shit you not, secret police. Hmm. Um, not so much of a secret. When wait, he's wait, 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 right? It's a secret place. I, I am not kidding you, and I don't know. There are there are a lot of weird like offshoots of of, of federal police forcing forces that are there. Like for instance, like Capitol, um, the Capitol Police Force is federal, um, and they're cops through and through, but they're federal. And there's all these offshoots of that kind of shit in D.C. That's just so strange. But yeah, I kid you not, secret police. Yeah, what is this Cold War Berlin? It's weird. Yeah. Well, you can we're, also see we're the um, really bad. We're really bad at doing secret policing. I well, mean, <laughs> also, I mean, like even the nuclear bunkers, you drive around near the uh, USDA and you'll see um, where the old nuclear bunkers are, where they still are. You'll, there'll be little mm. signs on the uh, on a wall. They'll show the radioactive sign and then like an arrow pointing down a staircase. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I wonder what's down there, Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Yeah. Also, like the kids over the sun, not as iconic as the moon shot. <laughs> no, 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 not no. nearly as good. That didn't work. Yeah, and also the moon just suddenly just was drinking too much and got jaundice. So uh, it's, it's weird. <laughs> just turned yellow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then that night, ET's ship lands with ET saying goodbye to each of the kids one by one, leaving best for last. Where Elliot and ET both ask for each other to stay. And then to close out the movie, Elliot and E.T. hug, leaving everyone uh, watching this movie crying as E.T. lights his finger and tells Elliot that he'll be right here as a spaceship departs with a rainbow and the movie ends. 
And then Elliot, you cut scene to Elliot in a shrink's office being like, he said he was going to be right here. I didn't know he'd meet it. Literally, it feels like someone's inside of me. Oh, God, this is painful. (laughs) Get it out. All right. All right, son, I'm going to prescribe you something that we like to call quaaludes. (laughs) Oh, mom's vitamins. (laughs) You'll kind of react with the alien inside of you. It's great. Oh, shit. All right. It's not going to really uh, relieve the pain. It's just going to fuck you up so much that you forget about the pain. Does that make sense, kid? (laughs) Henry Thomas was fucking amazing in this scene. He like he's good throughout the whole movie, but like him crying and all that during the scene. He is so good. Yeah. Like also, this is a beautiful ending. It is. No, it is. And they and they ended it perfectly. Uh, they didn't they did. draw it out. Like, it's like, okay, he's gone. You see the kid's face. Boom. Done. All right. That's yeah. all we needed. We lost something along yeah. the way in the past, like, 40 years <laughs> where no. just directors don't, they, you just can't fucking end it. Like, we don't need something special. End it correctly. That's why this, I know, that's why it's such a rarity. Yeah. Like, this has such a great ending because there's no post-credit teaser, no epilogue, no, no. sequel. Simple. No remastered CGI that George Lucas did with all the Star Wars movies. It's just a one-off story. Great ending. That's it. I I I I just I just want to fuck a stormtrooper one last time, and with my giant CGI cock, and you won't let me do it. And I I still remember the child bride, and I'm hurt. I appreciate you having a six-year-old child in this, but she couldn't get married, Stephen. I let Jeffrey I let Jeffrey Epstein fuck Jar Jar Banks. What? <laughs> Time for trivia. So they wrote um a ten page treatment sequel in nineteen eighty two, but Spielberg backed out because he said good. it would ruin the movie. This one. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. It was gonna involve yeah. the kids getting kidnapped by bad aliens and E. T. coming back to save them. And then it would have turned into Star Wars. Suddenly he has a lightsaber. Like what? Yeah. So he didn't learn that fucking lesson. On all the other fucking movies he fucking no remastered and did sequels to? Yep, I know. I guess this one's a little extra special to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably like, Well, they kind of <laughs> fucked over Jaws and Jurassic Park, so maybe I'll just leave this one alone. <laughs> People seem to like it. Dude, someone's going to buy the rights. We're going to have a sequel in probably like 15 years. They already made a sequel. It's on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's got a 97% and over a quarter million yeah. views. Yeah, it's probably even better than the rating for E.T. itself. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even look to see um, in the comments section, but I bet you that there's not even any, you know, racist masturbators on there either, which is always mm. fun to see in, you know, comments. It's always great. Yep. I love that. Oh, reading porn comments. Always a good one. <laughs> it's the That's funny the only thing I do. I don't even watch the porn. I just read the comments. Yeah, <laughs> I also go to I also go to Hooters for the wings. Going back to uh, the trivia, so Henry Thomas won the role during um, an improv audition where he just burst into tears. Um, actually, I watched that too, and you can hear Spielberg behind the camera just go, "Well, kid, you got the part." Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it it was also went on the um, this new documentary called Showbiz Kids. This Henry Thomas is in it, and they show the audition there too. Oh, that's like cool. he just fucking crushed it. Um, speaking of auditions, Peter Coyote, who played uh, Agent Keys, got the role based off a botched Indiana Jones audition read because he had come in uh, for the Harrison Ford role, like wearing a fedora, you know, trying to show off to the producers. 
And then the second he walked in to read his lines, he tripped on all the light wires and then fumbled through everything and just fucking, ah! just, just <laughs> oh, like, did terrible. That's so, great. Which oh, is hilarious. Because then, you know, the next year, uh, Spielberg's like, you know who would be good as that agent is that guy who did a terrible audition of Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so he got it. And then, you know, speaking of uh, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford played the, uh, the principal. Um, and then also uh, Harrison Ford's ex-wife wrote this movie. With a majority of the movie being written on the set of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Huh. Really? Yeah, they were dating at the time. They got married uh, the next year. Yeah. What's her name? I forget. They're not married anymore. I mean, he's Tim, you're not allowed to research that. Harrison Harrison Ford's ex-wife. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, do you have any trivia on the Reese's Pieces deal? Like, wasn't there, like, yeah. they went after, like, every... Well, I'll let you do well, it. Well... They wanted M&M's, but the Mars company uh, declined because they thought E.T. was too ugly and would scare kids, <laughs> which is a big what? mistake. Honestly, yeah, dude. what fucking morons. I know. Are Mar- are the Mar- is the Mars exist. company from Pennsylvania? Uh, or is probably. that Hershey? I don't, I don't Hershey. trust rectangular or square states, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good, John, because I was just about to say Pennsylvania's worthless. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I married into a into a Pittsburgh family, and that's okay. I, I keep Pittsburgh separate from the rest of Pennsylvania, just like Baltimore well, separate the, from the rest, like, rest of Maryland. Yeah. The thing about Pennsylvania is that half of it's the fucking Midwest and half of it isn't. Make yeah. up your goddamn mind, you fucking weirdo <laughs> state. <laughs> Uh, yeah, luckily Tennessee's just a trapezoid. It's easy. It's fine. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Reese's Pieces sp- uh, sales spiked by sixty-five percent after this God. movie. It's a delicious the, confectionery. It, it's very. It good. is. It, it's Reese's. the only reason it exists, though. Like I, I truly believe that we would just have normal Reese's, which I do prefer over pieces. But I love pieces too. Yeah, it is. We wouldn't have had them. And then um, let's see. They they based. Uh, E.T.'s face off of elderly people who lived during the Great Depression, as well as Albert Einstein, Ernest Hemingway, and Carl Sandburg. Sure, they it's say quite so. The mashup. Yes, yeah, it is. Great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks. It looks like twelve people at the same time, as well as an entire generation. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's art. Hey, you know people from the Great Depression? Yeah. Make them look like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hold on. Um, not everyone in the Great Depression looked alike. I mean. Yeah, there are white people, black people. Make them look like the depression. <laughs> Do it now or else you lose your job. <laughs> you guys want to play the box office game on this one? Sure. Yeah. All right. How much did it cost and how much did it make? It uh, cost $90 million to make. It made uh, $400 million. <laughs> okay. I say $120 million and it made a billion. All right. Well, movies didn't cost that much back then. It cost ten point five million to make. Jesus, <laughs> I'm closest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, on his first run, which literally lasted an entire calendar year, it was in theaters for a full year. It Whoa. made six hundred and sixty-three million during its original run, and then they uh, re-released it in nineteen eighty-five, made an extra sixty, and then they uh, re-released it in two thousand and two, made an extra sixty-eight. Which was a uh, grand total of around seven hundred and ninety-three million. Wow! So it was the highest-grossing movie of all time until Jurassic Park came out. Wow! Yep. Hmm. Be Star Wars. Jeez. Pretty impressive. I remember actually, my parents tell me that I used to watch this movie on replay, like VHS. Like I would watch it, sit there, rewind, watch it again. Especially if I had like a sick day. <laughs> 
they said I would just watch it over and over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, a huge, so huge VHS sales too. Fuck yeah, dude. But um, the voice actor. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. What do yeah. you think? I, I would be very interested for us to just get like super fucked up and watch it to like on VHS if we could find it. I wonder if all of the mist in some of those kinds of camera. Like some of his, um, you know, artsy flair actually looked better on a grainy VHS than it does in like, you know, triple quadruple HD, you know. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, sorry. I just think it's funny too. So the voice actor of E.T., she made $380 for the voice work and then the movie made fucking $793 million. Dude, that's just like the, uh, uh, the Paramount Pictures lady, right? Is it Paramount? No. What are you talking about? You know the lady who um, holds the torch up at the beginning of um, it's one of the big movies. Is that studios. Touchstone? I think. Touchstone. Yeah, the the lady with the you know, she's in the Greek dress thing. You know, yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. the torch and the whole thing. And yeah, same kind of a deal. She got like a couple hundred bucks, and then she's been on every movie ever since. You know, Dawn of Time. I fucking yeah. hate that shit. No royalties. Well, they found well, her just like in the store. Like she wasn't even an actor. She was just in a camera store talking. Yeah. They're like, ooh. Let, let's be realistic here. She shouldn't make that much money. I mean, no. she was just going. Wah, wah, <laughs> it's a hard thing to simulate a cat in heat, Tim. Come on. <laughs> you could have at least gotten something out of it, though. Just 380 no, she, bucks. Uh, listen, I'm sure she... I, I'm not saying she shouldn't have gotten more than $380, but... I'm no, just she saying. doesn't yeah, need to be a millionaire. Get her a guild card or something. Yeah, it doesn't need yeah. to be a millionaire or anything, but like, hey, like, you know, you're going to have basically for the rest of your life, I don't know, a salary of like, you know, $35,000 that would just happen every year, no matter what you do. You know, kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Hollywood and movie studios aren't famous for their charity. No, <laughs> they are not. not. <laughs> no, I think the only time I've ever heard of something like them actually being nice was a uh, paranormal activity because like the actors there made like like 80 bucks the first time around and the movie made like 150 million. So they went back and gave the actors more money. Yeah. But that's the only oh, time. Yeah. I've Hollywood's ever heard a that. liberal bastion. <laughs> Jeez. Liberal until it's money. Yeah, funny how that fucking works, isn't it? Yeah. All right, time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? So, my favorite was Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. She knocked it out of the park, was just so cute and everything. I mean, just perfect. I you know, I don't really have much to say about it. But my least favorite, family's father. Enough said. <laughs> Boom. Fair. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to ditto John, the family's father. Terrible guy. Probably doesn't even count as a character because he wasn't even in the movie, but definitely the worst character. Runner up to Lee's favorite, Drew Barrymore. Um, <laughs> and favorite, definitely E.T. Mm. Well, I'll say my favorite is also going to be Gertie, Drew Barrymore. And then my least favorite, I'm going to say the mom, not the dad. Ooh, I don't know, okay. though. She was hot. That's true. You got to see a robe earlier. I mean, it's not exactly Yabos, but um, definitely if you're a, you know, you're a butt man. Yeah, she got a butt. That's for sure. Yeah. And also, remember, guys, she had the short haircut. <laughs> she had nice uh, little luscious lips there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to visualize. <laughs> Bordering <them>. on creepy. <laughs> Bound home. Bound. Is that, a, Bound. Is, that a, is that a DSL connection you're paying for? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Somebody some will Reese's Pieces in your said. pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, hmm. Okay, just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems. We made our own, so what would you rate E.T.? 
Go for it, Tim. I'm going to give this movie 10 MILFs <laughs> out of uh, four dumb daughters. <laughs> I'll give this one about a thousand Reese's Pieces out of uh, one young boy claiming his woman. I'm going to give Inspiring. this one quaalude-addicted M&M exec who got fired out of uh, millions of traumatized kids crying as they watch E.T. slowly and painfully die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude this is this was a fantastic movie i'm still in love with the film i really i really still love it i was so yeah, was happy good. i it actually brought me back to like kind of being a kid since i hadn't seen it for so long it's one of those rarities too where the third act is the strongest part yeah. of the movie yeah it's usually when it goes downhill all right anything else about et before we get into some uh social media stuff Nah, you know, I mean, I'm going to give some shout outs, though, as far as uh, some stuff that's going. We don't got any uh, any shows or anything going on. But as far as video games go, uh, Max, you were talking about something fucking earlier that I think uh, any of the guys listening need to fucking know about. my dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, bro Force. Force, bro. <laughs> bro Force. Game came out in 2012. I just learned about it last week. Phenomenal game. Check it out. It's uh, anyone who knows Metal Slug. It's kind of like that. It's good. Also, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Fantastic. Mm, so hot. But uh, fuck. But yeah, so, you know, let's talk about folks, you know, social media. Definitely get on there. Check us out. I mean, we're lonely these days. We need your abuse, your love, your thoughts. Even y'all's hate makes us strong. But check us out. Instagram. Hold my popcorn underscore podcast or on the Twitters at HM Popcorn Pod. But we got a couple shout outs finally. We've been getting a lot of love online. So we just want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, we got my boy Movie Man. Keep it up. Counting on you to fucking call us out and all of our shit, my dude. For real, dude. Don't pull any punches. April, same for you. Make sure that we don't screw up any royal lineages. Keep us honest, my lady. I, I want to I be clear. Don't call me out because I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so April, go after his ass because that's part of his fault. I blame him. That's what happened. But yeah, my girl, keep us honest. Uh, but really, Kendra, oh, Kendra. Thank you for spreading the love across social media. And more importantly, though, thank you for all you're doing on the front lines of the pandemic. And as an aspiring nurse myself, you're an inspiration, my girl. Last but not least, our boy at You Are All Alone Podcast, dude. He's been sticking with us since the fucking beginning. So I fucking love you so hard, my dude. So really, yeah. everybody, you know, check us out. Drop us some love. Tell us how much you hate us. Tell us how much you fucking love us. But really, everybody's been out there. We brought the toast. And y'all fucking brought the jelly. So keep spreading the love, y'all. <laughs> Once again, I reiterate, I only want to hear about how much you love me. <laughs> so very sensitive here. And uh, going back to the fired execs uh, thing that I mentioned last week, John suggested that Tommy McGuire would be a better fit than Shia LaBeouf and uh, as Indiana Jones, son in the crystal skull. So we took that vote to Twitter. We got some results right now. John said that if he was wrong, he'd uh, do, send a video of himself uh, hula hooping. Results are in. And barely, Shia LaBeouf scrapes by with a 51%. Tobey oh, Maguire, 49%. Wow. <laughs> I cannot believe so many people thought Tobey Maguire would be better. <laughs> I know. No. Parliamentary procedure. This has to be won by a supermajority. <laughs> Absolutely not, John. And from what I remember, you have to do it shirtless. <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. Silence. 
<laughs> God damn it. I mean, I always wanted to do a dare where I get an American, like a bald eagle on my ass, just because I always tell people and they say, do you have a tattoo? I go, yeah. Well, what do you have? I have a bald eagle on my ass. Really? Yep. Walk away. But that's the dare that I wanted, but I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. I'll wear a mask. No one can see my beautiful face. There we go. Well, that's just being safe nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to wear a mask over your nipples too. Two Call the bikini top. <laughs> it's called the bra. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that I fucking lost that one. Um, so we will have a hula hoop dance out there at some point. Um, and I haven't decided whether or not it's going to be shirtless. I don't think anyone needs to see that. Well, there's only one way to find out, and that's going to mm. be going to our socials. We'll have it on there at some point. Oh Jesus Christ! Yep. Oh. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. You sure? You sound like you need to get something off your chest, Tim. Well, all right. Let me be honest here. I was abducted by aliens when I was a child. I'm just <laughs> I watched the E.T. porn. <laughs> I knew about that this entire time. <laughs> I was a big proponent of the GoFundMe for that porno. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our ET episode. We got a few ideas up our sleeve between now and our Halloween movie month. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be back next week. That Bye. we will. Good Deuces, night. fuckers. And I've been playing yeah. this game called Bro Force. Have you oh, ever heard bro of that? Force is the fucking best, dude. Oh my god, it's fucking amazing. Bro Force, bro! <laughs> it's so amazing. Tim, it's this game, it's like it's on like a it's like a scroller, like 8-bit. Like it looks like an old arcade game. It's just yeah. like Metal Slug. Yeah. But like every single character you play is just like a, a like an action hero from the 80s through the 2000s. And your whole thing is you just kill terrorists and you just rescue your POW bros. Dude, <laughs> it is exactly like it's made for our podcast. I was just like, holy yeah. shit. This is the whole my popcorn game. It, dude. How have we how have we not trademarked this? I don't know. I wrote down some of the names though. You got Rambro, Command Bro, <laughs> McBrover, which is MacGyver. Like he just <laughs> throws like he throws like dynamites and like turkeys at people that blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Brohard, which is John McClane. Bro in Black, which is Will Smith with that like big ass gun from the ending that he just blows everything up when he shoots yeah. it. <laughs> um, Brobo Cop, <laughs> Bro Nan the Brobarian, <laughs> which is hilarious. Was like his like special powers. He goes up in the air and like you know strikes a sword on people, but as he does it, he just goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Bro Force is the left hitting. It's so fucking fun. It's amazing. They got two Mel Gibson characters too. They got Bro Hart and Bro Max. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And then whenever I, you, you beat an episode, it just like the whole building explodes, and they just have this like eighties like hair metal guitar licks just start shredding. Awesome! It's amazing. Sounds like my wet dream, dude. Actually, I wrote. I I took I, I took a screenshot of one of the things they said the other day. Hold on, was I sent it to Nikki? She's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, so like they give you like a little mission synopsis and just this is what it says. The people from this country look, speak, and act differently to us. Let's move fast, bros. <laughs> <laughs>